As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to a special edition of Soccer Every Day. This is Felipe Cardenas, and I'm here to talk about, you probably already know, this new bombazo, if you will. MLS has finally announced uh, a new broadcast agreement. That's what we're calling it. It's not a TV media rights deal, according to Commissioner MLS Commissioner Don Garber. He was very clear about that. But what does it mean and why are we talking about this today? I'm going to talk about just some of the, the high-level information that we already have. This is still a developing story, in my opinion. There's still a lot of reporting to be done, and my colleagues, uh, Paul Tenorio, Sam Stashkol, and everyone at the Athletic Soccer is still moving on that. But for now, I think it would be interesting to really get into not so much the numbers. I'm not a numbers guy, not so much the nuts and bolts, because I think those are still being refined, but really what is in it for MLS? What's in it for Apple TV? What is in it for Apple? And what's in it for you, the viewer and the fan of Major League Soccer? Uh, let's go over just what we know. I think that's the, a good place to start. This is according to uh, multiple reports, including the sports Business Journal, which was first to report this. And then my colleague, Sam Stashkol, has a very good thorough analysis already up on The Athletic right now. MLS has pegged a 10-year, $2.5 billion deal with with Apple TV. So this is obviously Apple's streaming service. They're going to cover and carry a significant amount of MLS matches. Uh, According to Sam's sources, uh, there is still uh, room for a broadcast schedule for linear partners. And as we know right now, according to his reporting, ESPN and Univision are still both expected to reach agreement. So it's yes, this is for those of you who are wondering, am I still going to be able to watch matches on ABC, for instance, or Turin and, and Unimas? Yes, that's that's coming. But for now, uh, MLS has made this uh, intent, their intention clear. They're moving towards a subscription model, partnering with one of the most powerful tech companies in the world in Apple. And these MLS games are going to be live on Apple TV Plus as well. There's going to be every game you can watch on Apple TV. I'm guessing that they're going to have some bigger matchups, perhaps behind the paywall. Something that's interesting for for those that uh, are season ticket holders and prefer to watch MLS matches live. Well, 
Uh, if you have a season, t- if you are a season ticket holder, uh, you'll have access to the app at no additional charge. That is the MLS app on Apple TV. So it's an app within an app. If you can get that one straight, um, and, and that's really the the future of, of where we are right now. I think that's something that's interesting here, and and, and we can start right away uh, with what this means and what's in it for MLS, and a byproduct of that, what's in it for you, the viewer. So first of all, you know, I think this is a big, big content play for MLS. Uh, clearly, in aligning with Apple TV, they see a future in moving beyond. Uh, the, the just plain social media content, club content, uh, and very regionalized and localized coverage. Uh, that was always a problem, in my opinion. I felt like, yes, uh, locally, this league has done a lot, has grown a lot. If you live in Atlanta, if you live in Los Angeles, if you live in Portland, uh, etc., you know all about your local MLS club. You may not know it very much else beyond that. And that's a problem for the league. That's a problem for expansion and growth. Uh, and that's something that has been addressed here. And so now when you're watching an MLS game, for instance, on Apple TV plus starting in 2023 or Apple TV, uh, there's going to be a thorough pregame show, something that you don't always get on, with on, a, on an MLS match day. There's going to be heavily produced, meaning uh, a significant investment in post-game shows, which means no more hard pivots to that random antique car show immediately after a huge game when what you want is more analysis and 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 more post-game coverage and so that's something that has been addressed here as well and that's going to be under mls you know no more local coverage local tv is not part of this deal which means that uh you may see new talent you may not see the talent that you're used to uh in in watching your local coverage Uh, but there's probably going to be a lot of familiar faces uh, once this deal kicks off in 2023. So something that Gary Stevenson, uh, one of the bigger executives at MLS, uh, said today on, on the press conference was that clubs are already in the content business. MLS clubs are already producing content. Uh, and he's right. I, I think there's, there's only so much clubs can do, though, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you really want to go beyond your, 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 your target audience and expand and, re- and go perhaps even globally, you're going to have to get off of social media, go beyond the traditional uh, content development pathway. And so something that Gary Stevenson said, this MLS executive, is that now with Apple, we can harvest all of that content. We have a place to distribute it. Uh, and according to him, Apple wants as much content as they can provide. And so now the, the, the content that you see produced on, your, on your, your local club's Twitter page, the videos that they produce, the behind-the-scenes access that they are already producing as well, that's going to also be on Apple TV. And so something that I think he mentioned, Gary Stevenson, which is very important here, just a, a very interesting hypothetical, is that he said, now let's say an MLS club signs a megastar or a star from Colombia. He happened to say Colombia. This is not my hypothetical. Uh, but let's say it's Thomas Rodriguez. He brought up Colombia. So, you know, don't, don't, don't accuse me of being uh, a homer with Colombia. But he brought it up. Let's say MLS signs a big player like Thomas Rodriguez. Everything that is produced as part of that signing, everything from the teaser, the shirt unveil, the signing, the, the, the over-the-top video production, uh, the TikTok, the Instagram stories, all of that, 
the, the majority of that sort of content will also be on Apple TV. And so what does that mean from an audience perspective beyond the local audience that may be intrigued by the signing? Well, if I'm in Colombia, perhaps, uh, I have, and I have Apple TV, I'm going to get access to that content. And suddenly somebody that may not know much or any, or really care about MLS, but cares about James Rodriguez is now witness to the content production arm and, and power, if you will, if it goes well, of MLS and Apple. And so that's interesting. You know, Stevenson also mentioned that storytelling has been missing with our current media partners. And he's also right there. We go back to the fact that everything's so centralized, so localized, that I think content producers in MLS uh, have really been handcuffed. And now knowing that they're going to be producing content for a much larger audience, uh, I think that really bodes well for for just awareness and, and brand building and storytelling for MLS. So I, I think that's really the gist of what's in it for MLS, what MLS has been seen as far as what uh, the relationship with Apple can be like. I mean, truly, and this is just my opinion, MLS is very clearly enamored with the prospect of partnering with a company like Apple TV. And if you think about it, you may not be an Apple person. I am very much an Apple person. I have an Apple, uh, an iPhone. I have Apple TV. I don't have an, uh, an Apple, uh, an iWatch, but pretty much everything is is Apple to me. I'm a Mac user. And so it, something that Don Garber, the MLS commissioner said today is if for people like me is now all of this content will be on one device. Um, and apps, Apple apps are pretty much living on every smart TV. They're on Android devices. Uh, you can download the app and ha- take it with you. And so some of that is we've been hearing that for years now about just accessibility to apps. But for, for a league like MLS that's only 26 years old, that is still trying so hard to reach new audiences and to keep their audiences perhaps now in one place on one platform, you know, Apple really is one of the premier platforms to do that with. And so if uh, something that Don Garber says accessibility our content goes way beyond that which was previously offered even through local markets Uh, and so clearly they see this as a big push a big expansion for major league soccer from a tech space so i think that leads us naturally to what's in it for apple and this was first written by and first reported by sports business journal uh today and something that was in the story that i that i felt was really important to highlight was that according to sports business journal mls and this is mls talking to apple mls is very high on their young tech savvy fan base so that could be someone that's listening right now uh the, they have a they have survey data that indicates that the average mls fan is 39.6 years old and that generation z and millennials account for 58 percent of its fan base this is according to reporting from sports business journal that's really interesting. I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and in talking to people around MLS for, for previous stories, uh, they're aware of this. They know this. They are proud of this. They see the growth of MLS in that target market. And something that the, that the, the, the reporting didn't mention that I have heard from people within MLS is that U.S. Latinos are also part of this big push to, to really 
access you know that market and us latinos us hispanics they also over index on tech and they've always been multi-screeners for for decades as soon as that became a thing and so they're they're very clearly looking at the the demographics here uh and that's something that 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 makes sense uh for this relationship between major league soccer and apple now you know, the, from from a content perspective, I think, and a production perspective, this is also big. Something that uh, Don Garber, the MLS commissioner, said during the press conference is that he's excited to get into the production business. Which, if you've worked in production, maybe we want to tell Don Garber that it's it's it can be it can be a hellish ride. But what he means is that now MLS is going to have this this authority to produce a lot of content around their games. You know, and that could mean a whip around show, which, which was mentioned something like NFL Red Zone, something like very much so like the Golasso show at CBS, a story, uh, a concept that I covered with The Athletic and how that came to be, uh, the impact that it's had uh, and how it attracts different types of soccer viewers. You may not want to watch 15 MLS games on a Saturday. Trust me, I don't want to watch that. You know, I might have to, but if there is some sort of show that just gives you the highlights, gives you the news, gives you the the, the meaty parts of, of the storylines between the teams that are playing, uh, I guarantee that's going to be a big hit. Uh, and, and, and I think that's been talked a lot about a lot through MLS circles uh, on an MLS and in U.S. soccer Twitter the league uh, needs a whip around show. It's been a hit ever since CBS did that with their shows with the Europa League and Champions League. And MLS is just sitting there primed to take advantage of that idea as well. So conceptually, that's something that I guarantee we're going to see. And that, again, what's in it for you, the viewer? You know, something that, that MLS is is banking on is that this is going to change your viewing experience. Something that Gary Stevenson, the MLS executive, said today that, it's going to be like every Saturday night is a decision day. And decision day, as you know, is essentially the last day of the regular season where every game has a lot of meaning. And, and a lot of MLS games aren't that meaningful. But on decision day, when teams are battling for that last playoff spot or battling for a home playoff spot or battling for the supporter shield, you know, this is something that has been growing for MLS. The content, the awareness, the the engagement on decision day, I think is probably pretty high and if they can essentially you know match that uh every saturday night uh, they think they have something and so the majority of matches will have talent on site that's something that's going to evolve because not everyone will have that matches will be produced in 1080p uh and, and i think we know now that mls is is pretty confident that even though and just go to twitter even though a lot of you are probably thinking, I don't want to subscribe to another service, uh, MLS is banking on the fact that this is where the this is where the industry is going. Something that got Don Garber mentioned: streaming is it? Streaming is the future of sports. Uh, and according to Sports Business Journal, this deal is the biggest of its kind, the biggest sports streaming deal of its kind, and it's not NFL, it's not NBA, it's MLS, and that's something that Don Garber was proud of. He said, "We're first to do this." And so they're probably thinking either you jump on board or you don't. And I think fans and viewers will eventually do it because that's where not just sports is going, but overall uh, the content experience, the home theater experience is very much a streaming experience. 
And sports is sort of like that last domino that just has to become part of uh, of that everyday experience for, for Americans and everyone else around the world. And so this is where this is headed. I know there's going to be pushback, uh, but I think there are other victories for viewers the fact that now there are no blackout matches and so that was a big problem i'm one of those people you know here in atlanta i have to use a vpn service in order to watch local atlanta united games that i have to cover as a journalist it's a problem okay and so now that won't be a problem no blackouts everything is in one place uh and and i think it'll be interesting to see how fans react to that starting next year I think finally, uh, you know, to stay on the streaming trend, you know, th- this is the evolution of sports. You know, I read a story yesterday about how Twitch may make a big push towards becoming a legitimate broadcaster and a streaming service, perhaps even beginning this winter with the World Cup in Qatar. I mean, if you think about Twitch, if you're a gamer, you know about Twitch. If you've been a gamer for however many years, Twitch was that first place where gamers were literally streaming what they were playing. You're getting to know personalities. And now it's gone beyond that. And and from a from a football soccer perspective, Twitch has become a very important platform for players, for personalities that are getting more access and giving more access than traditional media. And this report that I read yesterday from a Spanish journalist was like, the only thing that Twitch hasn't done is actually compete with a real broadcaster for the rights of a major tournament. Uh, you know, could that happen in Qatar? Not that they become a rights holder, but that a lot of the content that we see and that you're engaging with during the World Cup is coming from Twitch personalities. And so, again, not much of a tangent here, but I think it is important to note that MLS is is going in that direction, going in a direction where where streaming is a big part of the way that they produce content and how they engage with their with their viewership and that they believe that in the end the, the this specific demographic will latch on and i think they're on to something obviously with this sort of deal uh it's it's wait and see it's tbd there's a lot of tbd to be told or to be figured out and solved but i think for the majority of 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 listeners today you can guarantee that this will be a big shift in how you watch mls matches it'll be a big shift in how you read about engage with tweet about major league soccer and aligned with a big brand that is known to be clean tech forward design centric uh and and clearly apple is one of the premier platforms for original content as well you can only imagine what mls and how how big their eyes got during the apple's pitch process and i tweeted this before you know i think this is ultimately a major content play yes you can talk about ted lasso and putting mls alongside that brand but there haven't been very many original series coming from MLS. I think LAFC might be the only team that has one. They have a they have We Are LAFC, which is a, a, a docu series that you can watch on ESPN Plus about their inaugural season. Other than that, honestly, content around MLS has not been good enough. And if you have now the 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 resources and the production, the will in production to do more original content, you know, think Drive to Survive for MLS. You know, perhaps that's too far and uh of 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 a comparison there and too 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 high of a carrot to even reach, but 
MLS should be that ambitious. They should be engaging their clubs and asking clubs more content, more behind the scenes footage, more stories about the players, the personalities of this league. And, you know, that's something that has been missing. And that's something that I think will come through in the coming years, not automatically, but in the coming years. So I hope that answers some of your questions. I, again, not a numbers guy, very much a content person, a marketing and brand perspective on how this is going to impact Major League Soccer. I think there's still a lot more to, to, to tell. There's still the, the talent side, who's going to be calling these games. I think there are going to be some big names that you're used to, uh, but plenty more to tell. I think some unanswered questions will be answered in the next coming days. So stick to this platform as well on The Athletic. Follow my colleagues, Paul Tenorio, Sam Stashkel. Everybody at The Athletic is literally head down reporting on this deal. And so there's going to be a lot more to come. In fact, tomorrow morning, Soccer Every Day, as well as Total Soccer Show um, and Allocation Disorder, those feeds will have more information on the MLS deal with Apple TV. So until then, stay tuned.